Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am very excited that you guys are here with us today. We're going to do something special right now. We've got uh, we've got an amazing person on the show. You guys know him as the Bearded Wonder from the United Kingdom. He and I have something very, very special planned for you guys today. Welcome to the show, the one, the only, Mr. Dean Holland. Yes! <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing, James? I'm excellent. How are you today? I too am excellent. As I always say, a, a day spent with you is always a good day, isn't it? It is. And, uh, and you know, I think we're, uh, I think we sort of on this show, like, we're pretty unscripted. I think it's fair to say that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, trade secrets. <laughs> People listen to this show and they think, wow, they have every line written down. Yeah, as that's coming up on the teleprompter, I'm realizing <laughs> that you're right. That all of this is scripted to the gnat's hair. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, we'll just let everybody who's listening in. Uh, so, kind of the funny thing about doing a podcast is you record it. And m- most of the time, you record it, and then it gets aired at some other point in time, right? Right. I think uh, most people listening would know at this point that we're not doing this live, even though at some point that could actually be really cool. And like take callers and you know kind of that sort of thing. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, I know. I shouldn't get you too excited this early in the day, but (laughs) I can't. I can't help myself. (laughs) So we've actually structured the recording and what we're doing a little bit different for a little while. We're testing some things out, and we're doing like marathon uh, recording sessions. We're going to do back to back to back recordings, and then they'll obviously get released over time. So today is our first go at that. And this is the first episode of that day. And I understand that this episode is actually going to air on Valentine's Day, Dean. So I just want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day in advance. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, to all the (laughs) readers, I hope you too feel the love. (laughs) I hope hope you do. Um, So, uh, so, but we do have, we do have like a really interesting topic Mm that we want to talk with you guys about today. And it, it sort of stemmed from a just off-the-cuff conversation Dean and I were having recently where I was like, dude, like you haven't you haven't been on social media lately. Like, where mm. are you? Did you disappear? Like at first I thought he died and then I was like, oh man, now I don't have to go through the awkwardness <laughs> of telling him I don't want to do a podcast with him. <laughs> you know, but then that didn't turn out to be true. And I was like, all right, I guess I still have that awkward moment right. <laughs> awaiting me. Yeah, but so like what's what's the deal, man? Like I you haven't been on there and uh and I think from what you said, that's kind of intentional. Right, exactly. So uh taking it from the beginning, towards the back end of 2018 last year. So we're in the middle of December, we're all, you know, everybody's excited, like the team's all happy, we've got you know, all our goals and plans, like everything's set out and in all our intentions are laid out. We've even, you know, planning to have like our, our work Christmas outing, you know, we all go for a meal and you know, have all this fun times and then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm like, oh man, I feel like absolute crap. Like it was like I'd had a sledgehammer just 
crashed me across the head. I felt awful. I thought, no, this can't happen. So, <laughs> yes, overwhelming sympathy. <laughs> now, well, I imagine that's what you sounded like. That's that's yeah, that was oozing from me. That sound, just anywhere I went, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I tried to ignore it, and I'm like, I've got to get to the office. And I, I pulled up in my car outside the office. I went to get out, and I'm like, nearly collapsed on the floor. <laughs> like something, some evil man flu like virus just gripped me. And anyway. Long story short, I ended up going back home. I I got into bed. I'm like, I need to sleep. This is terrible. And um, basically, I ended up having around six days where I could barely get out of bed. Now, here's the interesting thing. And this is where kind of we get into this whole social media side of things. Like after a few days, when I started to feel slightly more human, I'd had a few days completely detached from the world. I'd not been online. I hadn't even opened a laptop, not checked an email. I'd done nothing. Um, Because the irony was the the day before I'd got ill, I'd actually dropped my cell phone and shattered the screen. And so it wouldn't respond. I I couldn't even put my pin into the phone to log into my phone to do anything with it. So you were having like you were having like a really good string of luck there, weren't you? Yeah, I was on fire. Like this was going to be the, <laughs> the end of the year to, to die for, literally. Right. <laughs> and um, so what happens is I'm lying there in bed. I've been there for a while. I'm, I'm starting to, I still feel ill, but I'm starting to feel okay, like a bit more normal. Like there's a bit of energy back in me. And as I'm sitting up in bed, laying there, like I reached over for my phone. Like, but oh, sorry, I've cut out a piece here. I'm useless at stories. I'm never going to get far, am I? By this no, stage, I'd no, already we're... had an, a replacement phone arrive at my house and I'd put the new SIM card in, but I hadn't put anything on it at all. Like no apps, no, I had no contacts. There was, it was like a factory set phone. So although I had one, it was useless to me. However, here's where things started getting interesting. Once I was sat up in bed and I wasn't preoccupied thinking about something, I noticed I kept reaching to grab my phone. Now, uh, to start with, I was sort of laughing at myself, thinking like, what am I doing? There's nothing I could do with this phone. You know, it's like an empty phone. And so I'd just put it down and I'd sit there again. And then half an hour, like 30 minutes would pass and I'd go for my phone again. I'd pick it up. And I noticed that this actually kept happening throughout the course of that day. I had this habit of reaching for my phone. Like like a weird habit as well, because I knew inside, like, there's nothing on that phone. And so I kept thinking to myself, what am I doing? And anyway, the more I thought about it, what I realized was going on is I was actually almost addicted to going on social media. And I realized right. that every time I was reaching for my phone, what was actually happening was it was because my mind wasn't preoccupied or busy with anything else. And what was happening is every time that happened, my brain was turning to well, let me just have a quick look on Facebook and see what's going on in the world, right? But because I didn't have Facebook on my phone, it was more obvious to me what was going on because I was having to think about what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like when you picked up the phone, you're like, oh, wait, it's not even here. What? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know, picking up a pack of cigarettes and being like, what am I doing? I don't smoke. (laughs) Right, right. And so I realized after like, a week of my being ill at home, it became very apparent to me, like, I've got a social media problem. Because the the other side of this as well is, it wasn't like there was a purpose to doing it. And, and what I mean by that is, like, I have a group on Facebook, a private group that's for our clients. And in there, I'm usually quite active. You know, I'm checking everyone's okay. I do a daily live in there, Monday through Friday. 
But this was different. This wasn't me thinking, right, I must just go in the group and do a live or I must just answer that question. This was just random. You know, that whole picking up the phone and just scrolling. You know what I mean? Where you'd see people do it all the time. They're just scrolling down with their index finger down the screen, just reading random crap. Yeah, totally. Well, you look around all the time and, and everyone's in their phone and you're like, and you're like, what what is happening? Is everybody's life so much more important than mine mm. that they have to be on their phone all the time? Exactly, exactly. And so once I became like aware that this was going on and that's what was happening, it was honestly like this wasn't just a habit. This this became apparent to me like this is an addiction. Like I'm I'm doing this like addictively because I'm used to doing that. Like it's it's habit it's habitual. Like you just that's yeah. what you do, right? Yeah, and it's like when you realize that there wasn't actually a purpose behind it. I started, you know, sort of really geeking out on this topic. I started thinking deeper and deeper into it because I don't, I don't watch any news on on television. I don't, I don't buy like newspapers. I don't pay attention to media as such because I've always thought like, well, there's nothing good's happening there. Like, you know, there's not. I'm not going to feel wonderful after consuming any of that stuff. But what I realized is, even though I'm aware and I don't do those things, what is Facebook? It is media, but it's just everyone else's media. And the reality that we all probably know is true is people don't share like everything about their lives that's normal. They share the piece they want people to see. They share the like the happy, fluffy 5% or the time they're going out on a nice date or having a nice vacation. They're showing like the piece they want the world to see. Like, for example, they're not showing when all their budgies kill each other. Exactly right. I mean, who doesn't share that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) And so like, anyway, so I really geeked out on this subject. And to cut like what could be a really long story short, I decided that I had to sort of go like cold turkey. I had to cut this disease out of my life. And obviously it was Christmas. So by now, you know, Christmas has come along, then New Year. And what happened is I had three entire weeks to the day, like 21 days where I didn't go online like I, I had no social media. I didn't even check in. Oh, did I check in emails once? I may have checked my emails once, full transparency. But social media wise, completely cut it off. I didn't even go in my client group. Like I did nothing. I didn't want to see it, touch it, and, and have anything to do with it. And after three weeks, I can I can honestly say I felt completely different. Like the two things that I, I I've spoke about, and, and I've spoke about this with my wife and even the team here, is Number one, I felt so much clearer in my own head. Like, and I can only put it down to not feeding myself so much information that's pointless. Right. It's like, because if you, like, what are you doing on Facebook anyway? You're just reading or watching nonsense, really, most of the time. Well, and I think some of the time, and, and it's, it's uh, maybe you're going to talk about this, but I think it's very uh, insidious in that especially for, you know, people in, uh, in our world who are, you know, uh, networking and promoting themselves and like all that stuff. I think sometimes you can delude yourself and say, well, Facebook is like, I like, I, I have to be on there to, to do my job. Right. I have to do find mm-hmm. clients and meet people and all this other stuff. And, and that's a half truth, right? right. Like, cause sometimes that's true. Sure. But, but a good chunk of the other time, you're just kind of like screwing around to be honest. Exactly, exactly. And, and you, you almost there touched on like one of the other sort of big things that I was going to say here with regards to my investigation into my own feelings and how I was operating around this. 
reflecting upon it even now, I can honestly say that I was fell into a pattern of actually chasing the wrong metrics of success. Now, I, I, I know as well as you do, and you've, you've just sort of rightfully sort of uh, touched on this here, like, of course, at, for a business, there can undoubtedly be benefits and value in having a presence on social media. However, however, I realized that what I was doing many, many times a day would be things like this. These are thoughts going through my head. I wonder how many likes I had on that post. I wonder if anybody shared that post. I wonder what comments (laughs) are happening on that post. And like, what a ridiculous metric to gauge any form of success behind. And what I realized is like, if if you're using social media for a purpose of business, really, it should probably be based on like, did we get any customers from that post? (laughs) You know, did we, you know, did something like tangible and real happen? Not like, like likes, what are likes? Like, and and I and I know like somebody might come up for a counter argument for all this stuff, but I'm just telling you, like, my realization was that I was pinning some degree of a metric of success on those types of things that actually in hindsight my opinion has now massively changed on. Like I don't see those as like metrics of success anymore. Unless, of course, I think the caveat here, I would say, is if you're paying for a post, like if you're advertising, you want to know, like, is it being responded to well, of course. But I'm talking about general day-to-day posting on social media. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it, it, you know, it's it's funny that you're bringing all this up because um, I'm, I have felt like I'm in the minority uh, for quite some time. I'm not on Facebook all that often. I'm not on, you know, Instagram sure. and all these other things. And and I know that, you know, there's there's been more than enough people who have given me more than enough shit <laughs> for that. And they're like, we don't know what's going on and you're so quiet and like we don't hear from you and like are you alive and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm alive and I'm I'm working on things that are important right. to me. And um uh and and Yet, I think, you know, the pendulum can sometimes swing too far in, in one direction sure. or the other, right? And and for me, possibly, you know, maybe it would be nice to post more than three times a year, <laughs> you know, because I actually looked at my Facebook the other day and I, I posted. Like, it's funny because I remember when I post, like, that's right. how infrequent it is. And I posted, uh, you know, like Monday or something last week. And, and I think the previous time was like six weeks earlier. And I think nothing of it. I'm just like, yeah, I, I haven't had anything that I wanted right. to say for this period of time. And, and so that's like one extreme. And then you got the other extreme that you're talking about where you're almost craving that dopamine mm. hit from going on there and being like, Oh, like what are people talking about? And what did people like what I said? Or, you know, what's the reaction or what's the comment? And I think, I don't know. I think, I think somewhere in the middle is probably, uh, you know, realistic but, but there's been, um, there's been guys that have come forward who were, you know, uh, you know, executives inside of Facebook and these other other platforms and stuff, and you know they've designed these things to be right, addictive, exactly. right? Like it's it's been intentional, right? We're like, uh, we're we're being trained stimulus and response, like okay, like here's my phone, let me pick it up and see what's going on right now, and it's just and it's it's just crazy because all the things that we have available to us are mm. tools. But like anything else, like you can get carried away with it. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and 
and and use the tool for the purpose that you know that it exists, not just because you got nothing else to do. Because we all do have we all have really important things to do if we're if we're totally honest exactly. with ourselves. Exactly. And this is um, like the the more I looked into it, you're absolutely right. There is like it is a fact that these these platforms, you know, and I know we're talking a lot about Facebook because because that's the one that I personally use. Like I've I've never actually used other social media sites barely it, for for many years as long as I can remember. So, um, but you're absolutely right. Like the these platforms are designed to get you and engineer that that approach. They need their people coming back. They need people active on there. Otherwise, the platforms cease to exist. And like, here, here's the other thing. So, so the one thing I said was about feeling clearer and noticing that. And the other sideline thing of that is like, and I know this might sound weird and people perhaps, unless they truly and utterly look at this, this might seem insignificant, but I can honestly say I am, I have found myself ever since I cut it out of my life with more time in a day. And I know pe- yeah. people might yeah. not associate oh, yeah, totally. that as being significant because everybody might say, well, yeah, I use Facebook, but I'm only on there for five to 10 minutes each time. But how many times are you doing it? And I, and I can truly and honestly say I have not only found myself clearer because of it in my own head because I've got less thoughts that I'm having to consume and less information, but also there are literally more hours in my day. And, it, and, it, and it's crazy. And it makes me dread to think like, I wonder how much time in those 10 minute windows frequently throughout the day, how much time truly per week was I was I like preoccupied in that zone of social media? And it's, it's crazy, really. And, and I think this goes for everything. And we're you know, you're you're right. We're sort of picking on Facebook or social media here. But the same, honestly, the same thing could be said for anything that you're doing that's fracturing exactly, your focus, yeah. right? Like it could be, oh, I got to check my email, right? A lot of people have their email up all of the time. Um, a lot of people have, you know, different messaging apps mm. and things like that up all of the time. And, and it, so, you know, Facebook's one thing and, you know, we can make the argument that it's, you know, it's good for business or it's not good for business or somewhere in between or whatever. But then you look at things like email and, well, I got to have my email open because what if, you know, people need something for me and I'm supposed to be working and, and all this other stuff. And I think that the, the real, Part of the real trouble here is not even the the five minutes of like the quantified time that you're on Facebook or that you're checking your email or that you're doing those things. It's that it disrupts the focus that you have from what you're supposed like what you know in quotes supposed mm. to be doing or what's more important, right? Because our like our minds are not wired to be com- you know computing multiple different threads of thoughts simultaneously right, sure. yeah like regardless of what people say multitasking is not a good thing <laughs> multitasking people who say that they're good at multitasking are by like they're, w- human beings have all sorts of crazy biases we have this thing called a conviction bias where the more we believe it's true the more we actually think it's true and so they're like oh no i'm really good at this but then you look at objective scientific studies, not one of them says anybody on planet Earth is good at multitasking. <laughs> right. Like like none of them, right? So, okay, well, the people who say that they are, God, God bless them, but they're yeah. deluding themselves. I'm good at multitasking. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sweet, right? And, uh, and so... So the thing though is okay you know we take these 5 minutes to go look at the email or to take you know check our Facebook or Instagram or or whatever it is right and it's it's not even the 5 minutes that's the problem 
It's that we've completely derailed a train of thought and it becomes difficult to get back on that train of thought. And, you know, we, we do our best work when we're, when we're focused on one thing. Absolutely. And, and that whether it's social media or, or other work related distractions, even, even somebody coming into your office. Yeah. Right. There's, there's times, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, you have a physical office with your team. I operate a, you know, completely virtual team, but there are many, many times throughout the day where I'm unavailable. Right. Right. My, my Voxer is shut off. My Slack is shut off. My email, I only go in there from time to time. I, and, and it's during those times that I actually get my most important work done. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think like um like this is this is now rather interestingly. I think like like you've just sort of said there like yes, we have been picking on Facebook because that was my initial realization of what made this stand out to me. But now because because I've noticed what a huge thing removing that one thing is. Like and I literally now I don't have it on my phone. I you know, I've I've, I've I don't have it unless I physically come onto my computer. I cannot get to Facebook, which is great. But now going forwards, like one of the activity or one of these sort of exercises that I plan to do over this next week when I make time for it is to actually make myself a list of every tool or person or thing that creates a distraction in some way or another to me and, and how. Like, so for example, your phone, like how many different apps do you have that have some sort of push notification when something happens? You know, does your phone make a noise when you get an email? Does it make a noise when you get a Trello notification, a Slack notification, uh, a sale, you know, come into your account? So like, like what are all the things that create a distraction or, or a, a break in focus? And like, I'm actually really intrigued to do this exercise. And I mean, like everything in, in my whole life. And then see how many of those things are critical that I need to hear, which I imagine might be 0%. And then just literally start removing a lot of things and just seeing how much further I can take this process of like cleansing my mind and, and freeing up the focus to go on the things that are important. Yeah, completely. Well, I'll tell you what I've done. I have had notifications just turned off, period. Nice. For... I don't know, two years, something like that. Oh, and, and it's, it's incredible, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not like, oh man, I wonder like, I wonder what's happening. And then when, when I'm, you know, on a break from doing my actual work, mm-hmm. which might be, you know, I, 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 uh, I've been working on a new, a new webinar training, you know, for probably the last six weeks or so. And, you know, dialing it in and, and doing all that. And you've, you've done that so many times, you know, that it, that requires a lot of focus, right. right. To get it right. Sure. And, and so, you know, I don't, I don't even know how it would have been possible to create something of, of meaning and substance and, and real value for people. If every five minutes I've got like my phone buzzing. Right. Exactly. It's like, man, that, how do you do that? Right. I don't, I don't know. And so, you know, all my notifications are off. And then when I'm taking a break from those, uh, you know, those times when I'm working and stuff like that, that's when I, that's my designated time to go in and check stuff and I'll get through what I get through. And I, you know, I've sort of got a system for that. We could talk about that another time, but then I turn it, then I put the phone back away, right? Like my phone is in my desk drawer when I'm working. Right. Yeah. 
It's not even available to me. My computer, like all of the all of the tabs are closed except for the thing that I'm working on. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I see. I knew this would be a, a great conversation with you because I knew that you were going to be like further down that road than me. And it, it would be a great thing to talk about this. Well, I just, I just get, I get so annoyed when I don't feel like I'm making progress on the things that are important. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, well, what's, what's the stuff that gets in the way? And it's exactly like you're talking about doing that sort of audit. Like, great, you know, keep, keep a scratch piece of paper, like next to your, wherever you're working or whatever. And every time you, you know, sort of feel yourself being pulled away from what you're focused on, just write down what it is. Right. 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 Okay, cool. Like I, I thought about, you know, this plan that I've got to make. Okay, great. Write it down. You know, I thought about Facebook. Great. Write it down. Like I thought about this. And then when you're, and then like you, at least you're, you're, you're giving yourself the, Hey, I got to go back and look at these things. And I did that for a really, really long time. And sometimes I still do just keep my notebook off to the side so that if I do get a distracting thought, I can write down that distracting thought and then get back to what I'm focused on instead of chasing that distracting thought to its conclusion. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I think like one of the things that that I think if I think about it, I don't know what you would you would your thoughts would be on this. But I can say like probably for me, if I think about it now, a lot of the way in which I have operated in these senses could potentially be actually led from a fear perspective as in like, oh, I have to have the phone on the desk because what if somebody needs me in an emergency or oh, I, I need to check Facebook because what if we get a bad something or other that happens in the group and someone makes a post and we have to moderate it and this, like, what if, what if, what if? And the reality is, like, right. how many times do these things happen? Like, I, I don't think I've, well, crossed my fingers here and hope it doesn't happen, but I don't I don't remember a time where somebody's had to reach me there and then in that moment. Like, there's, there's very few times I could if ever, that I recall these things. Yet for me, I think looking at it now, those are the types of thoughts that are in my head. Like, oh, I should keep my phone in view at least while I'm working, just in case something happens, like just in case it should be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like weird, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think there, you know, there is a, there is a valid point that you're making for, you know, uh, like emergency situations or something like that. Mm. And like so if, if a podcast got released, like people need to know about that, right? Exactly. Like you, everybody should be just there refreshing the page, (laughs) waiting for the next one to be released. (laughs) No, but like, uh, you know, so for example, I, you know, I, um, uh, you know, not a ton of people have my phone number, right? Because a lot of people can contact me and I'm sure you on, you know, Facebook Messenger or Instagram Mm. or like all these other places, but not a ton of people have my phone number. My, you know, my people on my team have my phone number. And, you know, people, you know, my, my friends and my family have my phone number. And, I don't need to turn my phone off, but I don't have to have the notifications from all of the apps. And if my phone's in my drawer and it's ringing and I look and it's somebody from my team or a friend or family, you know, I'll, I'll be more likely to answer that because right. maybe it is an urgent thing. And, and my team knows, you know, this is also about setting expectations with other people. Cause if you just sort of ghost everyone, then everyone's like, what happened to you? Right? <laughs> you mean like I did? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like I was like, are you still alive? Um, but uh, but if you tell everyone, hey, you know, this is sort of how I operate and I'm going to check, you know, check my messages and stuff, you know, in the evenings or, you know, the morning or like the afternoon or like whatever it is, then people know what to expect. And then, and then if you're not answering them right away, it's not a surprise. 
right? And they don't think that there's something wrong and they're like, okay. And, and it's amazing how fast everyone sort of adjusts and accommodates to that when you set that expectation. But we, we have all created this expectation with each other almost as this weird social contract that we're going to be available all of the time. Sure, exactly. And that's crazy. Yeah. How can we possibly all be available all of the time and get anything done? Yeah, it is crazy. Like the, the level of productivity that's actually lost because we all feel bad about not being available to everybody all the time is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and I, I heard a new term that I really like. Um, you, I'm sure everyone knows the term FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. My favorite new term is JOMO, joy of missing out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I am I am happy that I'm missing out on all of the stuff that's going on on Facebook. I, I'm just literally drowning in JOMO right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You feel good. JOMO is amazing. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Yeah. And I think uh, I said this to you, didn't I, uh, last week without going into it too much, like, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to say no to more things like no to social media, no to doing this, like focus on what matters. I think that's probably like if we, if we were almost to summarize this, so it's not just like putting a, an arrow on targets, uh, a target on Facebook's back right now. Like if we're to strip all of this bear that what we're getting at, it is, it is like freeing up the mind to have focus on the things that matter. And like, even outside of business in just like living life is like, removing a lot of the noise and a lot of these things so you can actually live it you know and i've 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 um it's you know those things like i've had friends before where they quit smoking or there's other instances i guess where people are vegetarian or whatever and as soon like when, when people make that change they start n like pushing it on everyone else like oh i can't believe you smoke and like, like a week ago right. they were smoking 20 a day or something like, <laughs> you, know, like <laughs> right. you have that thing but when I've gone through this transition of not really using social media, I sit there in the evening. And so we had this uh, instance, um, was it a week or so ago? We had a friend staying with us for a couple of nights. And so we were sat on the sofa. I had my friend on one side, on one end of the sofa. I was like in the middle. It's quite a large, like L-shaped sofa. And I had Robin, my wife, like sitting on the other side. So there's the three of us there. I'm sat in between everybody. And I'm looking to the left. And my friend Craig, he's like on his phone. And look to the right, Robin's on her phone, and I'm sat there like, what are you guys up to? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. Right. And you like when you stop something yourself, I guess, like you notice how bad it is on other people. And I would yeah. just like encourage like everybody here just to at least review it. Like review your own behaviors in those things because I, I can't even begin to emphasize enough like how refreshing this has been and how much this has cleared it up. And I'll give one great example, right? So regular listeners of the show might know, not sure if we want to bring it up, but uh, might know that a while ago we had this uh, book challenge that was thrust upon us by our good friend <laughs> yes. Ken. Yeah. Um, Ken, if you're listening, please get in touch with the world and let us know you're okay. <laughs> maybe he's just been on an extended social media detox. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But um, so we were doing this book challenge and I was uh, actually behind the scenes really struggling. Whereas you, on the other hand, you were like, yeah, I'm getting it done. Like chapter done, chapter two, chapter three, like I'm steaming ahead. And actually, when I look at it now, I'm like, maybe this is why, like I lacked a lot of focus. And here's the great thing. So uh, was it? Two weeks ago, I think, I was like, right, I'm going to write this book. 
like it wasn't even the same book that I started when I was doing it with you. I'm like, right, we need, I need a front end offer for the business on this topic. I'm going to, I'm going to do a great book. I've got a great idea. Now in all the probably, how, how long would it have been? Maybe two, three months that you and I were at it, maybe some two months. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's about right. Probably. Yeah, so, and I, and I don't think I got past like chapter three. I don't think if I recall rightly, maybe chapter two. So in the last sort of 10 days, I've just written five and a half chapters of this seven chapter book. So like in 10 days, and I, and I completely attribute it to not having so many distractions, having a clear mind so I can actually think about what I'm doing and I can put the words onto paper without like having all this external influence and noise of all this other ridiculous information that I used to just take into my head from random exposure to media of different kinds and all this kind of stuff. So I think like it's actually, to me, it's sort of validated how I felt in the last sort of month that I feel more focused. I feel more clarity and I have these clear like thoughts and I have these extra pockets of time that added up collectively over like a week must amount to hours and hours. And that to me just like validates it and proves it. So I guess like if anybody like sort of listening has found what we're talking about, even remotely interesting, or at least it's made people think, then I, I would definitely go through a process of just like looking at, like just, just do an exercise, like analyze, like what your frequent habits are. Like how often are you picking up your phone to just scroll on social media or how many distractions or notifications are just pulling your attention? Even if it's just like takes your eyes down from the computer screen or from something you're doing to look at your phone, like how are those habits going? And I, I, I'm convinced that probably everybody could free up like at least a couple of hours a day by just looking at this stuff and becoming consciously aware of the day-to-day habits that you form. I feel like you're a convert and you're looking for other converts. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go knocking on doors after this. (laughs) Like, hey, you, I see you on your phone. What are you doing in there? (laughs) (laughs) Put it down. Put it down and get back to work. Do something important. (laughs) Oh, gee. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, you, you talked about, you know, the, the book situation, right? And, I think given, you know, the part of our challenge is we're not all, we don't make decisions from a very logical place most of the time, right? right? We're, we're emotional and we get caught up in the moment and stuff like that. And, but given, given a logical choice, would you rather, you know, spend 10 minutes here and there throughout your day on Facebook, you know, kind of checking how many likes and comments you got, or would you rather have a book that's going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives and help you grow your business? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> right. And given that choice, people would go, oh, I'd rather have the book. Right. But the only, you know, the thing is, okay, well, what what are the behaviors and things that you have to do in order to create that? You have to not scatter your focus because that's really all it is. It's just scattering of focus versus narrowing of focus. And um, and I I mean, that's amazing that you've made that much progress. That was uh that's way more than I made in any concentrated period of time for sure. Mm. <clears throat> so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. But um, I literally brain dumped everything on the table today for everybody. Yeah, it all came out. And I think it's good. And, you know, if, if people, you know, listening, you want to do, you know, like a social media detox or a notification detox hmm. or like a, a focus challenge or something like that, like do that. You know, that'll that'll be really helpful. And just, you know, just kind of some some parting thoughts here. But, you know, I've said this I've said this quote before, but it's probably one of my favorite and most important quotes that I think about on a regular basis from Warren Buffett. And he says, 
that our job is to be the allocator of resources. Oh, yeah. Like that's, <clears throat> that's our job. And, you know, people, I think there's so many levels to that. And when I first heard it, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that, that's cool. Right. And then I started thinking about more. I was like, well, what resources? Right. Okay. Money. You know, uh, you know, if you're running a business, you've got human resources, you've got, you know, potentially like equipment or, you know, and then, and then you start thinking, well, I have time and time is a resource. Right. Right. And, and then you take it a step further and what like all time is, is a, a, a measure of, of, uh, like kind of like, where are we focusing our attention? Right. Our attention is our most valuable resource. Right. And, um, and that's what that's what matters. And so our atten- like where we focus our attention is how we spend our time. Yeah. And our attention is such a such a scarce resource. So you got to really channel it into the things that are most important because everything that everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to everything else. Very true. Right? Very. True. Because that's just just the way it works and so you got to be deliberate, like really really deliberate about what you're saying yes to and and you know, concluding this You've said yes to I'm writing a book and you've said no to all the other things. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And 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 what you're what you're getting is what what is most likely uh true for all of us our real progress, our real impact and our real fulfillment is going to come from a very small number of things, not from doing like a million different things in a really shitty way. Yeah. And love it. Uh this past this past summer, you know, actually right before we uh, came over to your wedding, we were in Italy. And when we went to Florence, we, you know, did a lot of tours and stuff, seeing, you know, different museums and, and all this other thing. And one of the things that I didn't know was that in his career, Michelangelo created like a handful of really important works of art, right? He mm-hmm. painted the Sistine Chapel, he created the David, he like, did a handful of things that that he's like known for, and he had tons and tons of other projects that he sort of abandoned. And I think that's for me that was such a really cool thing to see because you you walk into you know the museum and where the David is and it's just there and it's so impressive and it's like wow this is this has been around for five hundred years and people are still lining up right. to come and see this thing, right? It's that good, right? It's that good that like five hundred years later people are still coming to see this guy's sculpture. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah, and incredible. What he did was he abandoned all of the good in favor of the few things that would be great. Mm. And I think that's really what we need to do in like in our lives and our businesses. And and you know he <laughs> he obviously didn't have to contend with Facebook because maybe he would have been taking selfies with the David after you know <laughs> right. he right and he'd been like, hey guys, what do you think of my new statue? Um, <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> Oh, climbing up the scaffold to do another day of painting on the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Um, (laughs) Right. And then, like, he's up there checking, like, how many people liked it. Right. Like, I would imagine many of those things wouldn't have happened if he, if he had the distractions. And, and we have those distractions today, but we can be conscious about choosing to say no to them. And I think it's really cool about your book and this whole entire thing because it's, there's so many things that we can talk about on this show. Mm. about you know strategies for how to grow your business and how to improve your marketing and how to manage your employees and do all this other stuff but honestly none of it is really going to make that big of a difference if you don't know if you don't have your focus and attention on the right things and this is so fundamental even though 
you know, sort of came about in a roundabout way. Like this is this is what's important. Where you place your attention is the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell you, on um on quotes, I meant to throw this in earlier because this was the thing I was like, oh yes, that I look I'm still I'm still reeling in my greatness over this. <laughs> Although I probably read it somewhere else and it's just been implanted in my subconscious and now I'm pretending that I did it. So, All right, we'll credit you regardless of what yeah, it is. Yeah, like everybody can quote me. When you rush out on social media in a moment, you can quote me on this, and I hope you get lots of likes. So like, um, so I wrote down <laughs> regards to this whole social media experiment I went through that has now become a way of life. I wrote down, I want to have a presence without being present. Mm. Think about that. Like as a business, I know there's advantages to us having a presence on there. We do advertising on social media, of course. So I want to have a presence, but I don't personally want to be present. So, hmm, I'll leave that Hmm. little chunk of gold just glistening. Something to think about. Hmm. Excellent. Well, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here, um, oh, Dean. Just, as far just, as uh, a quick thing, though, I just want to point yeah. out here for our regular listeners that have been sending in all the fan mail. This is what my voice sounds like. Like, because a lot right. of people are like, Who, who's that guy that sometimes like jumps in and has a few comments? Like, this was me. So you can tune in next time where you won't hear me. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see sort of an experiment. How much, how much more we hear you on the show now that you've got like more focus and attention. Exactly. Right. Cause you know, normally I'm looking at other things cause I just have zero interest in what you're saying. That's beautiful. I love, I love knowing that <laughs> I suspected it, but now I hear it for sure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, Please share it with your friends. We look forward to creating more amazing content for you guys. This is James B. Friel signing off for me and my co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. We will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.